to answer your question a little bit more specifically, is organization behavior describes how people interact with one another inside an organization and as a business. So those interactions subsequently influence how the organization itself behaves and how well it performs. And employees are so dis discombobulated by the dysfunctional culture and organizational behavior that they're all quitting, they're quitting the profession. And uh, as a result, America is going to be facing about 200,000 new nurse openings for the next 10 years or so. And the pipeline is not full. Uh, hospitals are having to shut down because nurses are going on strike because they're being overworked, underpaid, but they're not being engaged correctly and they're not being appreciated correctly by, by these hospitals. Wouldn't we love as business owners to have employees that not only were self-actualizing, but they were also looking out for the needs of others and and serving other people. And and so we see this with the, uh, I think what you're talking about with pilots uh, or nurses, teachers, they are, these are jobs where they have to be thinking of others. And if their bosses or the organization they work for is so um, detrimental to their psyche, uh, it's very hard for them to keep coming back to work every day. I think it's uh, valuable too for organizations to build, uh, invest into leaders at all all the different levels. You know, even within a very strong hierarchy system, if you're um, really investing and placing leaders at each of those levels, you can get a lot more, um, a lot more of that uh, employee engagement within each level. Because you could do really well, let's say, at the top levels and the bottom levels, but if your middle management staff is not engaged, uh, that can derail an organization as well. We want to have our, our employees, our, our workers, even our gig workers, um, want to come to our organizations and work because it's a great place to work. A great place to work happens when employees are engaged, they're emotionally invested with the mission of the company, and they are um, getting satisfied. They're being satisfied by um, some of those inner needs Robert's talking about. Welcome back to the New World of Work podcast. Uh, today's uh, We're excited to have you guys um, back with us. Um, if you're watching us on YouTube, we'd appreciate if you subscribe, uh, comment, like on that. Uh, we also have audio podcasts on uh, Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Feel free to um, subscribe to those podcasts and leave a five-star review for us. Uh, we really appreciate um, those of you that uh, have continued to um, view and, and, and comment on our podcast. So, Today's uh, episode is on organizational culture and behavior, uh, organizational behavior in the digital age, uh, where things of uh, the digital age has even put a big uh, pressure points on uh, organizations and the way they behave. And we have with us today uh, Robert Ramirez. He wrote the chapter in our book, The New World of Work, on this topic. Uh, we also have Dr. Bob Biswas along as well. So, 
Robert, uh, go ahead and start us off with just describing uh, what is organizational behavior. Thank you, Bill and Dr. Bob. So you know, before we get started, I just wanted to say that uh, things are changing very quickly, right? And we see that uh, just as an example, um, over 50 years ago, we had this first space landing on the moon. But in our phones, currently, our phones are 100,000 times faster than, than the processing power that was on the spaceship that landed on the moon. So things are changing really quickly. And to put things in a nutshell, leadership and management and culture isn't changing as quick as the businesses need to change to keep up with the technology. So as a result of that, we've got huge problems out there. We we're just watching on the news where uh, hospitals are having to shut down because nurses are going on strike because they're being overworked, underpaid, but they're not being engaged correctly and they're not being appreciated correctly by, by these hospitals. They can't get enough pilots to fly, fly the planes, right? So we've got huge, huge issues currently going on. And these things can be resolved. And we talk about all these issues in our, in our book. So um, we know that the, the most important thing, the most important assets that we have is people. People is the most important asset that any business has. So we have to change the way we leadership manages our people. So to answer your question a little bit more specifically, is organization behavior describes how people interact with one another inside an organization and as a business. So those interactions subsequently influence how the organization self behaves and how well it performs. So, yeah, Dr. Bob, you, you, you see the uh, problems that Robert is describing uh, in the world today too? Yeah, the, this uh, problem that Robert is describing is really being highlighted in the uh, in the television news as I watched yesterday uh, CNBC News and they were talking about the problem the problem that Minnesota is having now with nurses in the hospital thirteen hospitals uh, the nurses are planning to go on strike and all of the issues. Wages is one of them, but wages is not the top issue today. Uh, it's the organizational culture, employee engagement, the, their relationship between employee and managers, and the organizational behavior and culture that exists in these hospitals. And employees are so dis, discombulated by the dysfunctional culture and organizational behavior they're all quitting, they're quitting the profession. And uh, as a result, America is going to be facing about 200,000 new nurse openings for the next 10 years or so. And the pipeline is not full. So this is a crisis now, organizational behavior and organizational culture. And uh, we are, the three of us with this book, we have researched these areas in great depth. And we have a specific path where organizations can follow and can use to diagnose these problems and, and then implement specific solutions to address these issues uh, 
thereby reducing the tension that exists in employee relations today in the American workplace. And and Dr. Bob, I just wanted to add to that real quick. You know, we had spoken before how over 10,000 baby boomers retire every day. These are the leaders of today and they're skilled workers as well. So not only is it nurses and, and pilots, it's also our, our teachers. I was reading an article just the other day how we're, we, we're not going to have any teachers to teach our young kids moving forward. So something, something does have to change. And the, point, the point to emphasize here, it's not just wages or what I call extrinsic rewards. The people, extrinsic rewards are monetary economic rewards. The people today are expressing high dissatisfaction with intrinsic rewards. Mm -hmm. And that centers around the topic of our podcast today, organizational behavior and corporate culture, the culture that exists in organizations. The human side of the enterprise needs to be fixed. And we, the three of us, spending so many hours researching all the topics in the book, have so-called, if we might say that, become so-called experts in this field. And we have the capability with various specific diagnostic tools to help organizations deci uh, decipher what the issue with the pain points are and put in specific solutions to address these issues in a big strategic manner. Yeah, I was, I was talking to a colleague yesterday about Frederick Winslow Taylor. Uh, this is a scientific management theory from the, the original Industrial Revolution. And uh, I, I thought back to that of, you know, the, how the military has hierarchies and they set up these structures, uh, command and control. Um, sci um, Frederick Wendell Taylor created these same org charts within organizations. And then I also have a, a background in K-12 education. The original um, setup for the bell systems, the bell schedules, is based off uh, factory bells um, ringing. And so we have in our current world, um, some of our organizational behavior dates back 100, 150 years ago. Mm -hmm. And we haven't updated those things. And so it's not that there's a lack of people that want to fly airplanes, right? Uh, and there's plenty of pilots that want to fly airplanes, but they don't want to be abused in the process uh, of going to their job and, and doing those things. You know, the human side of the enterprise, the human side of the enterprise. Doug McGregor in the 1960s wrote a very seminal book talking titled The Human Side of the Enterprise. It is now high time with this in current working environment and employee relations environment in America a new chapter in the human side of the enterprise be introduced. And our book is the human side of the enterprise 2.0, so to speak. And we combined our brain powers, three of us, and have discussed this issue at great length. And each of our chapters, we provide specific solutions to improve the employee relations environment in corporate America. Yeah, and Robert, in your in the chapter you wrote about the motivational theories before the digital age, um, right about what Dr. Bob is talking about with Douglas McGregor's book, there was a time where 
those type of motivational um, methods worked on our workforces? What What are some examples of that? Well, one of the best well-known motivational theorists was Abraham Maslow. I don't know if you remember Abraham Maslow, but he he had it he had it right. You know, he he talks about five was it five six one two three four five I think five different levels of of uh, needs. You know, basically the bottom was physiological needs where people need their food, water, and shelter for essential survival. Right now in our society, most people have that. And then secondly, the next layer right above that was safety needs. We want to feel safe and secure at home. And then after that, he addressed the social needs and the desire to be loved and welcomed and included in a group. And then he talked about self-esteem above that, which was self-respect and the sense of status and importance, you know, at work to, to feel to feel good about yourself. And then at the top, very top level was a self-actualization level, the desire to reach one's full potential. Well, we're at that point now where people have those other needs that have been met and we have to we have to reach our full potential. So that's where we're at now. Um, yeah, I, I would say too, I, I, as a professor and in my uh, past roles where I was a manager, I would carry along Maslow's theory with me before the digital age, right? So I notice a student that may be having um, a problem at home or they're having to move out of their apartment. And so they're trying to find somewhere to live. And they're reaching out to me and saying, Professor, I, I, I have this going on. Well, it was really hard for them to write uh, a really good course project if they were concerned about where they were going to live that night. And so I understood that and I gave the empathy to them to that. Um, or you may have somebody that is going through a divorce that works for you. Um, and what you guys were describing earlier about the um, what the nurses are feeling, they're not feeling appreciated. And so they're not able to be their very best self or even uh, I think, Dr. Bob, you've talked about trans trans transcendency where you go beyond yourself even um wouldn't we love as business owners to have employees that not only were self-actualizing but they were also looking out for the needs of others and and serving other people and and so we see this with the uh i think what you're talking about with pilots uh or nurses teachers they are these are jobs where they have to be thinking of others and if their bosses or the organization they work for is so um, detrimental to their psyche, uh, it's very hard for them to keep coming back to work every day. I think, uh, Bill and Bob, there are tools available, not usually a common sense tools, tools to attack these issues that organizations are facing now with the great resignation. There are tools that get more involvement and engagement of employees. But the leadership of organizations, both public and private, and all sorts of organizations, have to now educate themselves with the help of experts in the field and consider implementing these innovative practices that completely changes the, uh, you know, the paradigm and makes organizations 
more human human and and the culture more uh, collaborative etc so that employees feel engaged and feel empowered and are willing to carry on with the organization put their best put forward for the organization instead of being upset dissatisfied disengaged and ready to leave and businesses have to realize that the business model has to be reinvented the the business model the economic business model has for a couple of decades been led with shareholder satisfaction as the leading variable shareholder satisfaction show me the money okay <laughs> a satisfaction and then shareholder satisfaction being the leading variable and the lagging variables were mm, a customer satisfaction and finally employee satisfaction organizational leaderships have to realize that this paradigm has shifted and the business model should start with employee satisfaction and employee engagement first and then if you have satisfied and engaged employees then the customers will be satisfied by those employees like nurses if nurses are satisfied engaged committed then they will satisfy patients and then patients are satisfied then will or will the organization a stakeholder satisfaction shareholder satisfaction follow it's too too long where organizations have led with shareholder satisfaction as the leading variable where it should be employee satisfaction employee engagement etc and there are ways to make that transition organizational behavior and, and corporate culture interventions can be implemented to change that paradigm by organizations who are serious about solving this issue today there was a famous psychologist his name was frederick kurtzberg you guys probably heard of him but he, he he talked about all the things that you just got through saying he said the most important factors were for for employees were that feeling of achievement um that, that they were recognized as people that the job was was to be interesting to them you know they wanted growth opportunities and advancement opportunities uh importance and responsibility so it was it's all those things but to go a little bit further with what you said the way to do this is we've got to turn the organization upside down because with the speed of how quickly businesses are changing it takes too long for a decision to go from the president down to the vice president down to the to the directors down to the managers to the supervisors and then the then the employees right you can't nothing can happen quickly that way so so we have to invert that pyramid and give the employees and the workers the autonomy to make decisions and to and to work together as a cohesive group and feed the information back up so you know the leaderships they have they present us with the goals but that the staff of workers figure out how to get there and and work together so we have to turn that upside down uh, no longer 
being a flat organization where we can all work together and not waiting for leadership to dictate down what they want. It's Robert, I agree with everything you say. From my perspective, talking about the subject, it seems leadership, CEOs, C-level executives have to realize that they have to make a organizational transition, okay, cultural transition, and therefore they need to engage organizational specialists and experts to come in and diagnose the organization in detail of what these uh, pain points are throughout the organization through systematic data collection methodology, okay? And we're, we're taking that data bottom-up from the bottom-up, uh, finding out what the pain points are within that particular organization in this these areas, the human side of the enterprise areas, and then work clearly laying action items, action plans to address these pain points and make these solutions. This type of project, which I call an organizational intervention study, is now really paramount, should be happening. Every organization should be taking these steps so that they can reverse the trend of employee departure, reverse the trends of the great resignation to make their workplace more accommodating, focused on the well-being of employees and the engagement and satisfaction of employees. As I said before, if organizations do that, then their business model will work work more effectively. When they put the employees first and work on the satisfaction of employees, that will lead to customer satisfaction, which will then lead to shareholder satisfaction. So from a business economic point of view, these types of organizational intervention studies, organizational remedial studies are really strategically of paramount importance today. I think it's uh, valuable too for organizations to build, uh, invest into leaders at all, all the different levels, you know, even within a very strong hierarchy system, if you're, um, really investing and placing leaders at each of those levels, you can get a lot more, um, a lot more of that uh, employee engagement within each level because you could do really well, let's say, at the top levels and the bottom levels. But if your middle management staff is not engaged, uh, that can derail an organization as well. And so I think we we've been talking a lot about people leadership being the solution. Uh, that's what you just described, Dr. Bob and. And, and Robert, you're with uh, within organizational behavior specifically. What what can people leaders do to uh, kind of help out there? I think that what is the paramount importance, Bill, is, as you know, because you're a business professor. The first step in changing the paradigm, in changing the you know changing the direction of the organization, and really solving these great resignation issues is to have an expert come in and diagnose the organization systematically using organizational intervention tactics, diagnostic tools, diagnose these organizations to really pinpoint what the real issues are within the organization. Is it leadership? Is it mm, culture or whatever it is? Pinpoint these issues and then implement 
remedial actions and programs and plans to solve those issues. This is a business solution imperative. Otherwise, organizations are going to find their basic survival is at risk because they cannot keep and engage their employees. Employees are leaving them in droves. That is a business problem that needs to be solved using organizational behavior and uh, cultural intelligence techniques, intervention techniques. I agree with you, Dr. Bob. That's that's number one. Number one on the list would be to make your team feel valued and engaged, right? You got to make, make each individual feel that. So what can leaders do? Um, one, they could start with making sure that they have clear and targeted objectives for what the goals are of the company, and then to empower those employees to, to work on those goals. And they have to do that through very effective communication to, because they have to be very explicit about, about the mission, the vision, and the goals of the company. And then they have to really dive deeper, as you were suggesting, Dr. Bob, is is really from a perspective of knowing your knowing your employees and and how to engage them, how to praise them, how to give them recognition, because it's it's no it's no longer at the bottom of Maslow's hierarchy, you know, safety needs and and food needs. We're at the top of the pyramid now, where they where we have to inspire them. So to work, so leaders have to work together to inspire. From the heart, each one of their staff members to to work together and to to build something. Uh, I think that what we are talking about, especially in our book, that the world has changed. Mm-hmm. We have, the world is faced with all these say, employee relations issues right now. Mm-hmm. The nature of the workforce has changed. The nature of work has changed. All of these things have changed. In the human side of the enterprise, there's a lot of change right now, okay, since the COVID-19 crisis. And it's being felt by many organizations, airlines, hospitals, many others also. So there, there needs to be a systemic approach to this, okay, to the people side, human side of the enterprise. We provide, uh, We talk about a different people people engagement process or human a different new model for the human side of the enterprise for organizations called the human asset life cycle model okay where the way we organizations handle their people resources takes is subjected to a re-engineering process and to address the current issues in the workplace so therefore those who who read our books and uh, buy our books read our books and we are also available to help in other ways also organizations to rethink their people processes in a big way yeah and i think you're right that just to say uh this to to tell the ceo or if you're a ceo and just say, you know, I think I want to implement these things. Um, it may be that the things that you need to fix are not so obvious. 
and maybe some of the employees are a little, uh, there's a breakdown of trust even. And so, um, like Dr. Bob is talking, you, we have these tools that can ascertain some of those pain points, um, in an anonymous way where employees, uh, really have a voice towards, uh, solutions. And, and when the management team listens to those things, provides those solutions and really has a change of heart on their approach, uh, we, we see organizations really starting to become healthy and uh, they start to look at their leaders as uh, people leaders rather than leaders that the organization has um, bought and paid for. And so uh, uh, as well, we, we want to have our, um, our employees, our, our workers, even our gig workers um, want to come to our organizations and work because it's a great place to work. A great place to work happens when employees are engaged, they're emotionally invested with the mission of the company, and they are um, getting satisfied. They're being satisfied by um, some of those inner needs Robert's talking about. So, Robert, any closing thoughts? So we've given you a lot to ponder on, a lot to think about. You know, we talked about the speed of change and how leadership, one person at the top cannot keep up with that. We talked about how, what do we need to do? We need to empower our employees. We need to have a flat organization. And, and, and we need to you know, look at that top level of, of Maslow's hierarchy. We talked about all those things. But as Dr. Bob said, in order to do that, you really have to go in and dig deep into the organization and talk with the employees and staff and, and then come up with that plan to radically change the organization in order to keep up with all the changes that are happening. And yeah, so to piggyback on what uh, Bob is saying, our unique uh, approach to this is not a best practice approach. What is working in other organizations might not work in your organization. Hmm? We, in with our diagnostic approach to the organizational behavior, organizational design and our uh, cultural cultural intelligence issues with our diagnostic approach we diagnose we'll diagnose organization there needs to be an organizational diagnosis and based on diagnosis best fit practices have to be implemented not best uh, best practices but best fit practices because what practice works in one organization might not work in your organization so we have a unique approach with this human asset life cycle model where we can diagnose the organization and find those practices the best practices that fit that particular hospital fit that particular airline and implement and then proceed to implement those best fit practices and that's the problem the real problem so so if you want to connect with us, uh, you can go to our website at New World People Specialists. If you hit the connect um, link right here, you'll see there's all sorts of ways to connect with us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, YouTube channel. But you'll also be able to uh, connect directly with us, uh, each one of us on LinkedIn, and message us directly. Um, but we thank you guys all again for um, joining us today. And uh, 
we look forward to uh, seeing you guys next time. Thank you, Dr. Robert and Dr. Bob, once again. See you next week. Thank you. See you good. Bye-bye.